Are you looking for a practical gift for your loved one? A new graduate, a coworker, or perhaps a really close friend? Well, look no further. Check out my store, IDJ Designs, on Etsy and order one of my coffee mugs to support my mission to help draw awareness to the lifelong impact of childhood sexual abuse through my weekly podcast, my original music, my upcoming memoirs, previous poetry books, live shows, video film, and speaking engagements all under my small production company in the Closet Productions, a voice for the voiceless. Every purchase you make helps me, Ingrid D. Johnson, to continue sharing my story as an artist and a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Help me encourage those who feel voiceless and like no one understands their pain to speak up and to never lose hope. Check out my store on Etsy today. Thank you so much for your support and please tell a friend. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, Writing Through the Pain. This is your host and Winnipeg multidisciplinary artist, Ingrid D. Johnson. Thank you, everyone, for joining me as I discuss, explore, and discover what facing and slowly healing after the trauma of childhood sexual abuse looks like in several areas of life, beginning with my childhood years and into my teens, and then slowly into my adult life. Thank you for choosing to go on this healing journey with me as I share pieces of my story from my upcoming book and also interviews with other people that are connected to my story. Would you like to do more to show your support for this podcast? Then please, subscribe, leave a tip in any amount, or become a monthly sponsor by contributing $5 a month or more through our PayPal link. That link is www.paypal.com forward slash paypal me, all one word, forward slash ITC sponsorship. In return, you will receive a quarterly newsletter, a download code to my album Visions and Dreams, and 10% discount off all new In the Closet Productions products and services. Every dollar you contribute will be used to produce inspiring original music, live music shows, speaking engagements, this podcast, and other creative projects that helps to draw awareness to the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Thank you so much for your wonderful support. My Story, Part 40 Temptation When I was lost, before I wholeheartedly committed my life to Christ, and before my husband came into my life, Khalid was the type of guy I fantasized about. A fit, ultra-sexy, hot guy who oozed confidence and knew what he wanted. A hot guy who had no problem pursuing me. That was my weakness, and this weakness started to unravel me in March 2007 when I saw Khalid pushing his daughter, all dressed in pink, curled up like a cat in the bottom of his Walmart shopping cart, down the grocery aisle. Khalid Ali was the type of guy that seemed like he always got what he wanted in life. The type of guy that never stayed alone for long because women desired him. The type of guy that had no problem separating women like me from my sense of morality 
and the Christian values I tried so hard to live by, but always fell short of in my own strength before I came to you to truly know Christ. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you, the Bible says in James 4, verse 7. But somehow I could not resist Khalid. I wanted him, and so I found myself following him up and down each aisle. In my flesh, I felt so drawn to him, so drawn, that I tried blocking out the tiny voice inside my heart, telling me that pursuing him would be dangerous to my spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental health. The voice screaming, shipwreck ahead, in my head. Then suddenly, persuaded to make some kind of effort to save myself from committing this carnal sin in my flesh, I try to distract myself by rifling through the archives of my memory for my invisible grocery list. Eggs, milk, juice, rice, the list distracts me for a little while until I catch myself staring at his baggy blue jeans, chocolate brown Sean John jacket, and oversized white t-shirt. It is too much for me, and the sight of his soft, sexy lips, perfectly chiseled face, short brown hair, well-groomed goatee, and mocha chocolate skin has me mesmerized in aisle six at Walmart. Everything about Khalid pulls me in, and I am suddenly aware of my loss of self-control around him. It is my first of many red flags. In between tossing bags of noodles Cans of fruit cocktail, boxes of apple juice, sandwich pockets, soya sauce, and spices into my shopping cart. I watch the cool confidence he displays in taking each and every item he wants off the shelf and putting them into his cart. I want to be one of those items, I think quietly to myself. I want to feel his thick, strong hands gently gripping my waist and taking me off the shelf. I want to feel my 11 months of celibacy disappear in, in a day. I want to feel the butterflies fluttering around inside my stomach, spread their wings and fly away when his soft, full lips cover mine, inhaling every breath I exhale. I want to feel his hard washboard stomach and medium-sized frame cover mine with the gentle rocking of a wave moving in the ocean. I envision all of these bad things, standing behind my shopping cart in front of him. I covet him and commit one of the most selfish sins in my mind, until those feelings put me on a road to an all-too-familiar place, impending spiritual and emotional hell. Employing my dark chocolate brown skin, long black curly hair, Naomi Campbell looking face, long slender legs, and all of my previous modeling skills, I start my game of seduction. And it is a game. I walk gracefully down the aisle, pushing my shopping cart in front of him, wearing my tight blue Brazilian jeans, and expressing myself through every curve in those jeans until I hear him calling to me. Hey, is your name Madeline? He asks, sounding American and full of charm. No, my name is Ingrid, I answer casually, knowing that this was merely a way of introducing himself to me. Oh, sorry, I thought you were this girl that I know, 
he says, trying to sound casual. No problem. What's your name, I ask, full of lust and animal curiosity. Khalid, he says confidently as he sneaks a full view of my body. I really like your name, I reply smiling at him and imagining the things going through his head. Thanks. And who is this, I ask, smiling at the cute little girl curled up like a cat inside a shopping cart. Yeah, this is my baby girl Sienna, he says, beaming like a brand new daddy. So, do you live here, I ask? Yeah, I've been here for the past four years. I used to live in Chicago. What made you move to Winnipeg from Chicago, I ask, wondering what our first date would be like. My mom lives there. Oh, my mom lives here. He replies with a warm, sexy smile before turning the corner into the next aisle. I follow right behind him, trying to recall the rest of the items on my invisible grocery list before continuing our casual conversation. Have you always lived here? He asks, interrupting my thoughts and making me wish we had met sooner. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Then why have never seen? Why have I never seen you before? He asks. I don't know. I work a lot. I respond, flashing him my sexiest smile. Oh, really? And where do you work? He asks, responding to my smile with a very sexy smirk. I work with kids, I say proudly, but I'm really a writer. Yeah? Yeah. I wrote a book and it was published a couple of years ago. Hey, do you ever go on MySpace, I ask? My boy has a page on MySpace. and I went on it to check him out once. I have a page on there too. You should check it out sometime. Inspiration hits me, and suddenly I find myself rifling through my big black purse for a pen and piece of paper to write down the website. Surprised by my sudden attempt to keep him talking, I restrain myself by deciding against giving him my phone number and only writing down my email address and my MySpace website address. Well, it was really nice talking to you, I say quickly, shifting my focus to the shelf full of groceries beside me. It was nice talking to you, too, he replies with a smile before walking back to his daughter, still sitting in the shopping cart. Satisfied with our first conversation, I begin a quiet celebration inside my head until I'm interrupted by his sudden return. Hey, here's my number. Call me. Call me sometime, he says, smiling at me one more time before walking back to his cart. I look at him with awe. I was so used to the men in Winnipeg barely ever making the first move. I was so used to being the bold one. It felt unnatural. Staring at his number one last time before shoving the white piece of paper into my purse, I decide I I can't call him. It would be a mistake. But if it was meant to be, if it was meant to happen, he would be the one who would have to call me first. A couple of days later, he interrupts my busy schedule and reminds me of our connection at Walmart through a quick email on MySpace, stating I could call him if I wanted to. I laugh and read and reread his email several times before responding with a question I fear the most being single in a city like Winnipeg with more beautiful single women than men. In block letters, I respond, right are you single question mark the following day he types a hesitant no before the words married and you might know my wife
Naima. I am shocked, shocked not by the reality of his current permanent commitment, but by the reality that he was the same guy I found myself attracted to at a wedding social eight months earlier, before I learned that he was the groom strutting around the room with his mocha latte skin oozing sexy confidence in his fitted white v-neck sweater and his tilted sideways white fedora. To be continued. Did you enjoy this recent episode? Then stay tuned for a brand new episode of Writing Through the Pain, My Story Continued, every Wednesday night. Tune in next week, where I will share more of my story dealing with the impact of childhood sexual abuse. Well, as usual, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your colleagues, family members, acquaintances, and friends. After all, you never know who this podcast might speak to, inspire, uplift, inform, or help to break their silence about an incident or incidents of childhood sexual abuse in their lives. To leave a message about an episode of this podcast, or to become a potential guest on the show, please message me at anchor.fm forward slash Ingrid D. Johnson, all one word, forward slash message. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting my mission. Good night and God bless you, my friends.